I am Araceli, a wealth advisor, real estate investor in the United States and Canada, and creator of Wealthy Women in Real Estate. Every week, I meet with Colette, a real estate broker and a real estate investor in Canada. We come together to talk about all things real estate investing and how to increase your wealth. Join us. Welcome everyone. This is Araceli, Transition Wealth Advisor and Real Estate Investor in the U.S. and Canada. In my chat with Colette, we have a good subject I think that you're going to like. So but just remember that you need to subscribe and like us so we can continue to do this videos for you. Hi, Colette. How are you? Can you introduce yourself and tell us what we're talking about today? Of course. I'm great. How is everybody out there? Uh, welcome. My name is Colette Raba, and I'm a residential ooh, residential real estate broker in the GTA. Uh, difference is residential versus commercial. But anyway, that's a whole other show. So today's episode, we are talking about something uh, about real estate agreements. And if you buy mm -hmm. residential property, how you can get out. So we have six reasons a real estate contract can be canceled or you can get out of it. Uh, but clearly you want to be very sure about buying something before you go through all that work and trouble and time that it takes to find the right property for you. So just in case you do have some things that you can do if you really change your mind. So should I do the first one or do you want to do the yeah, first so one? So what is the, the first one? I think is conditions, correct? That's right. So that's the easy thing. If you have an agreement of purchase and sale, you write in things that are inspection, uh, a lawyer's approval, mm -hmm. uh, finance. So all these things that if you're unsure about something, you saw something or you smelled something and you're not sure, you write in those conditions. And if the inspector comes and says, oh, you have a, attic full of rats or something i don't know that you're like no way or dead bodies really you want to get out that's the easiest way to get out which is the conditions you have to then if everything is okay let's say you know 90 percent of the time 99 percent of the time everything is great the inspection goes smoothly you find nothing you go through with the sale or the purchase of the house or the property then you have to have another piece of paper to say yes we accept all these conditions. So that means that the deal can be closed. So that's yeah. number one. Yeah. So number two, that number two. is the appraisal. Yes. So that is actually, that should be something that's written into the contract as well. Because let's say uh, when the market was really, really hot and houses were selling for over asking, but then the house needed to be appraised so, so the buyer could get financing and the appraisal comes down comes in very low so because of the market jump appraisers like to be very conservative so that should be also written in as a condition to say if the appraisal does not come in for that amount that we bought the house for and we can't get financing that should be very clear in the agreement so you could either have the condition as financing or as appraisal. So you should have both just in case. So Colette, can you give us an example of, you know, like if you're buying a house for a certain amount and the appraisal is at this amount, what happens at this point? Wow, that's a very good question too. 
So what happens is, let's say the house is appraised at a million dollars, but you pay 1.2 million. If you don't have, if the, the bank doesn't want to give you that extra money to borrow, you have to come up with the cash. So in this case, let's say you, you have the $200,000 that you need to really pony up and give it to the bank. So you only can cover, or the bank can only cover the amount that they uh, agreed to. So let's say they will lend you a million dollars. Mm-hmm. You have to come up with the difference in cash. I know that's uh, that's a toughy one. So you just you have to be careful in that kind of market because that's, that's right. can come down in value, and then then the bank is might be knocking on your door to get the difference. That's right. So you have to know all this information before you purchase. So that's an excellent question. I okay. hate it, but it's so, a good question. <laughs> number three. Number yes. three is solve title issues. What does that mean? So title issues. So when you buy a house, uh, you are buying the title or the deed. So if it's on a piece of property, uh, if it's on a piece of land, if it's part of a condo corporation, all these things have to do with title. So it's very clear, depending on the purchase that you make, mm-hmm. what is on title. So let's say you and I buy a house and you decide to sell the house, but I'm on title. Technically, that's an issue. So if the real estate agent doesn't ask, oh, you know, who owns this property and doesn't do their due diligence when Mm -hmm. they, and that's why you should always use your own representative, lawyer, real estate agent, uh, bank, everything else should be separate, buyer separate, then seller separate. So always keep everything separate. That way, the real estate agent can has to tell you certain things. So if you're my client, I would say, oh, there's another person on title. I check title before you even make an offer. Because if there's five people on title, that agreement has to be signed by those five people. If there's a lien on the property and the seller has to pay out some money to whoever, that's an issue with title. That's also something you you have to be very clear when you write out your conditions. You can get out of it only if they are misleading when it comes to something on title. Mm -hmm. Okay, does that sort of make sense? Yeah, that that makes sense. So this, obviously, you're going to use a lawyer and they should be able to tell you what is happening when they do the research on the property. So that's, yeah. Sorry, there's something else too. Uh, things that could be on title that you don't, I can't see as a real estate agent, but a lawyer can see if there are easements on the property, if there is something else, like let's say there's water access. So your neighbor gets to walk through your property to get to the water. Those are things on title that a lawyer should find before you agree or not agree. So all that stuff should be disclosed. Sometimes it's not because people forget, Oh, do I have this? Do I have that? I don't know. Is there like some kind of cable buried in the backyard? I don't know. So that should always be discussed before you agree to sign yeah, on the that, line. That's very, very important. Okay. Yeah. So number four, it's undisclosed issues. Exactly. What, what can that be? Well, this is exactly the same thing like with title. So if there's something that's undisclosed, like there's something that is tied into title that is undisclosed because either the owners have owned the property for 50 years and forget 
or the real estate agent isn't privy to that information and the sellers don't tell you something that's happened, like let's say maybe there is a death in the house or, you know, some that's really the biggest issue when um, something is undisclosed. So what could it be? It could either be there is a, a murder <laughs> or a death uh, there could it could have been an old grow house. Yeah, it could have plumbing issues that you know there were huge floods and every spring it's going to flood again. You know these are all things that could be undisclosed. That as a realtor I'm not privy to that information if the seller doesn't tell me that. So don't rely on the real estate agent to give you that undisclosed information. You use your buyer rep. Or if I'm the buyer rep, you ask me, make sure you ask about whatever could be. And you can also write it in. So going back to number one with conditions, you can write it in and say, hey, has there ever been a death? You know, this is unacceptable. As far as you know, was there a death? As far as you know, was is this a was this ever a grow off? As yeah. far as you know, are there vampires living in the basement? Whatever you want to write in. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> whatever worries you. Spiders, I can't do anything about. Yeah. <laughs> but vampires, yeah, maybe I, I can do. So I don't want to promise. I don't want to promise. Yeah. So okay. that's what I mean about undisclosed. You kind of have to use your common sense to say, mm, you know, let's look at the inspection. If anything comes up in inspection, if you want to renovate, and the 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 sellers, let's say, don't know if you can renovate the house or not. They don't care what you're going to do with the property. They're selling yeah. it to you. As a buyer, it's your due diligence that you have to go and check all those things. And you can't say, oh, that's undisclosed. Yeah. You don't know, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. okay. So number five is the 10-day cooling off period. I have a question for this. So if yes. I decide to buy a house and 10 days say, I don't want it, can I just send it back? No, this is also oh, a very good okay. comment because a 10-day cooling off period only on new purchases so that's the that's the difference we have to read the whole thing out if it's a new purchase let's say a condo or uh you know a, a townhouse or a home that is under construction and you want to double check with your lawyer and you can again write it into the contract if you want but there is a ontario law and that's the other thing too in other areas in the states i'm not sure if they have the same kind of rule but in Ontario, there is a 10-day cooling off period where you can take that 10 days, take your agreement and take it to a lawyer and get them to check on the, let's say, on the builder, on the contract, on uh, the things that are asked, the, the fine print in the contract. If there is uh, a condo corporation, they can do all this research in the 10-day cooling off period because as we know, you know, there could be like 500 people lined up outside and you have to make a decision right away on those new purchases. Mm -hmm. You don't, that's why you have this 10 day cooling off period. If you feel like you paid too much, you feel like, oh my gosh, the market is going to change like that. You think the, the, the mortgage rates are going to go sky high and you can't afford it anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what you use those 10 day cooling off period for. So, and you have to be very careful. It's not just, okay, well, I changed my mind. There has to be a reason. Mm -hmm. why the 10 day cooling off period and you have to usually the builder wants to know why so and it has happened to me before i had a very smart client who uh took the information to her lawyer 
And she said, this builder has never built anything before. And uh, they're, they're, um, they don't have a track record. And, uh, you know, whatever different things that, that I can't remember. This was, I want to say seven years ago. The building still is not built because wow. they had issues. So this is the whole thing. Why you need lawyers, why you need good agents to explain all of these things to you so you don't make an error. They probably would have still not lived and they bought it. They, they canceled. They got away from the 10 day yeah. within the 10 day. They walked away. They bought another condo and they've been living there ever since. And it's been great. Oh, good. That's so, amazing. So that's important for you to understand that you, you're not locked in. If you still have time to review the contract. Absolutely. That's and good. use that to use wisely. And, and the last, last one, so that is the deposit wasn't given on time. So what are yeah. the conditions on this? So this is a little tricky too, because it's understood that you make a purchase, let's say on a Friday evening, 24 hours you have, you have 24 hours to give the deposit to the, uh, either the lawyer or the real estate brokerage that is selling the house to hold the deposit and trust. That is an unwritten rule that if whatever happens, let's say uh, the buyers are overseas and they can't get the money transferred because whatever, you know, the satellites aren't working or something. So <laughs> we like it to be 24 hours and I might get in trouble for saying this, but if it's an understood, uh, the money is coming, 24 business days. So even if the purchase is made Friday, they have till Monday, five o'clock, let's say, to put that deposit in. For whatever reason, if they don't give the deposit, there should still be a reason why they don't give a deposit. And the agents or the buyer and seller have to speak to one another to say, we're really sorry. You know, we can't seem to get this money put together. Uh, it's still being held in, in a bank account or in an RSP account or whatever it is. So even if it's not the 24 hours, if it's understood and it's uh, both agreed, both parties agree, okay, we'll give you an extension to bring the money in, fine. If both parties don't agree, one of the parties says, forget it, I have another buyer, I'm going to sell it to the next yeah. guy and he's even going to give me more money. That contract is is that deposit doesn't come that is a is a done deal like that yeah. you unless it's understood that the money is coming or even if you give part of the deposit so let's say they only had ten thousand dollars you write it into the contract the deposit is going to be first part of the, the deposit is coming at ten thousand dollars on this date second deposit is going to come in at this date there mm -hmm. are ways to do it but if you want to get out of that contract, it's kind of a shady way to do it. But you can, and I've seen it done. And by accident, like not, not by anybody's fault, not by the buyer's fault. Mm -hmm. Let's say they figured, okay, you know, I'm going to make an offer on this property. I, I can't even imagine. Make an offer on the property. I can't come up with a deposit because my husband just gambled away the deposit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There is a, you have to both agree, say, we're really sorry, but my husband's a jerk and, you know, he's, <laughs> I have no money. I'm sorry. I can't even afford to buy the house now. So 
things do happen. <laughs> I can't say that would happen. But if that is something that you need to get out, it's a conversation between both parties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that, that's it. Yeah. Bit. So at least this will kind of help you have an understanding on what happens, why could it be canceled? And sometimes it would give you an out if you really need to, but obviously be sure of why you're doing what you're doing. So, right. so uh, do you want to recap those two things? Well, yeah, and I, I just want to say two things. Number one is you have to follow the law. Like, hands down, whatever we say, we can tell you crazy stuff all day long, but ultimately it's about the law, knowing the law, yeah. what your rights are, and number two, finding good people that know these things and that can explain them to you because every scenario is different. Everybody's yeah. situation is different. How can they do this? I hear that all, all the yeah. time. Well, how can they do that? Can they do that? What did I said? Did you sign this? This is the yeah. one. You sign the agreement. You can read what you sign and you should read it and you should study it and understand what you're signing. Do not sign something before you read it and understand it. And don't be shy to ask the questions. What does this mean? And what could happen if X hits the fan? Yeah, <laughs> right? sure. Yeah. So yeah, that that's all there is. But if you can recap the six items. Sure, so yeah. Six things that uh, a, can, a contract can be canceled. A real estate contract, yeah. So real estate uh, agreement, uh, so always write in all the conditions that you want if you're unsure, like financing, like inspection, like appraisal, like a lawyer looking at the deal. Second thing is appraisal. So make sure that you don't borrow too much. Know what the house is going to be appraised. Mm -hmm. Write that into the contract. If you can't get the money, you can walk away from the deal. Number three is title issues. Anything fishy that you don't really like to inherit when you yeah. buy the house. <laughs> Never mind, let's say, you know, somebody buried in the backyard. Never mind, I don't no. want to go there. <laughs> and how would you know anyway? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've never knocked on wood. I've never sold a house that has that. Oh so. um, the Number what, four? Number four is uh, undisclosed issues. So that's also, you know, dead bodies. Not to go there. But anyway, <laughs> number five is 10-day cooling off purchase uh, uh, sorry, cooling off period on only new purchases in Ontario. If you're buying a resale home, forget it. You got to make that decision. And number six is the deposit. Make sure you have that deposit and you accept the deposit in the time that's uh, allotted. Yeah. Yeah. So that is it for today. So I hope this helped you and uh, remember to subscribe. Uh, we really want to bring you more value and put together these things for your own benefit. And if you do have a question, please let us know. We'll put a video together for you. Yeah, well. absolutely. We love your yeah. questions. Thank you, Colette. We'll see you at the next one. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com. Thank you.